Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, December 12. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me to talk all things Greyhound racing for the next half an hour is Tab's Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. Good morning, Kat. It's been another big week in Greyhound racing. Of course, the Phoenix kicks off this Saturday night at the Meadows, but there's also been a, a few feature races here in New South Wales. We'll start with the Newcastle Cup on Saturday night, which was one in brilliant fashion by Ritza Piper. Gee, she looked degraded, certainly, on paper, and she really put him to the sword. Yeah, she certainly did. Uh, unfortunately, we just had the final, and obviously that field has fallen away with so many feature races on around the, the countryside, but... Uh, it's been in terrific form. It's a piper, dollar forty pop, won by nearly six lengths, and uh, wasn't far outside that record either. Only three one hundredths of a second. She's really just uh, gone to a next level in her, her recent sort of half a dozen starts or so. Daff, um, mm. it's just remarkable. She of course won the super, uh, the Top Gun stays down at the Meadows, and then followed that up with a second in the Bold Trees at Sandown Park. So. Uh, it's going to be a very exciting time for Joe Sherry where he decides to go with her next. I would assume that she'd be heading up to your neck of the woods, up to Brisbane, up to the Sunshine State. Yeah, she might well do that, I suppose, beforehand. Um, a race like the Sale Cup, you'd think, w- would suit her, um, suit her down to the ground because she does have a bit of pace and we all know that she can run. But I, I guess that's the beauty of stays now. There's feature races everywhere and, you know, she's shown over the last, in, in particular the last six or eight weeks that, She's more than uh, capable of um, sticking with the best. And also on Saturday night, we saw a couple of heats of the Christmas gift at Wentworth Park. Uh, that final will be run and won this Saturday night. Um, Zipping Caleb for Mini Finn won in 29.88 off box one. was pretty impressive. And then Aglan Luai, another one that's racing in really good form at the moment uh, for Jay Opatea. He was, he was very impressive in 29.84. What did you make of those heat staff? Yeah, well, one hit, one hot bandit does what one hot bandit uh, does. You know, he's a really fast dog, but the draw certainly hasn't done him any favours, I don't think. I, he opened at two dollars eight. He's got the red box, by the way. He's out to three thirty already. But Nangar Larry uh, looks ideally suited in box two there, Cat, and he's been the mover in the market already. Eight into five fifty. Zipping Kayla box three at three fifty. My Hepburn box four at four eighty. Zipping Maserati, just a little bit shy of his best. He's at 17. Good odds, Atlas at 14. Aglan Luai seems a nice price, 14 into 12. And the other one that's moved into the market, eyes to eyes from the pink, 12 into $6. So the price is hard there. But I think those price movements are basically um, based on the fact that one not banded probably opened a little bit too short from that red box. You just mentioned Nangar Larry, and it was a big weekend for the Nangars as well. Daph Nangar Jim taking out the Maitland Cup on Friday night. Very impressive performance after missing the kick. He really had to work hard from box eight. Yeah, he did. When the when the draw came out and we saw the heats and he, he ran those uh, first two splits, um, the record splits in, in the heat, and I thought, well, he'll just win from the pink. But you're quite right. Uh, he looked. I thought he was going to be in awful trouble after the race had gone about 10 or 15 metres because I think he was nearly second last, but he just used that superior pace that he's got to circumnavigate the field and he raced right away. And given that he was a little bit tardy early, uh, the time was certainly, uh, they were low flying there, 24.77. 
Uh, we'll, we'll grab Joe McFadden on the line now. And, and Joe's just another one of a long list of trainers, Kat, that we've had on over the past few months who we have them on. And then they come out and salute. And that's exactly what we did with Joe a couple of weeks ago, of course, talking about Nangar Jiminy. He got that $40,000 first prize on Friday night. Welcome to the show, Joe. Good morning. And my lucky charms. Feel free to call me any time. Well, they all say that now, but um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I know you were behind the boxes because I saw you. But were you watching on the screen, or were you watching the race live? And what did you think, or what did you see? I uh, I watched I watched them run away from me generally. Um, and there's a TV above the above the boxes. Mm-hmm. And when it when it came out of the boxes, I my heart sank, and I went, "Oh no, he's missed it." And then I looked up at the TV and then back down at them and then back up at the TV. This is all within seven seconds. And I thought, he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. And being sort of three or four wide out there at Maitland, that's not where you want to be because there's interference. There's a domino effect. And if you're on the outside, it's it's not really not where you want to be. And and then I look back down at the track, and as they've as they've turned, I seen the pink rug go whoosh across them, and it was probably the most glorious sight I've seen in my life. <laughs> uh, and then there was a little, he was you know three in front or something, and then there was a little scrimmage, and when there was a little scrimmage, he just he he shot away, and yeah, it was a it was an easy watch down the straight. Well, he still put the time on the board, 24.77, but just looking back over his record, it, it sort of gets away from most people. He's still a young dog. He's only in October 21. Yeah, he's just a baby. Um, two years and one month old. Um, he's got uh, his whole future ahead of him. Um, but, yeah, it does, feel, it does feel like he's he's two and a half or something like that. Like, he's still eligible for the derby. Uh, he's that young. Yeah. And the so, beauty of him is, is, and we've already seen him in action in those 20 starts, he's already won a dozen or so races, but he can handle any track, he can handle any box, he's got speed and he's got some strength. We saw him uh, when he ran second in the Golden Cup, probably a little bit unlucky there, but in his wins at Wendy Park, he's he's been able to run good splits early, but obviously late as well. Yeah, look, he's got a, a nice nice mix of speed and strength, like his speed's elite. Um it's 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 amazing. Like he probably in a straight line, he might be probably one of the fastest dogs in New South Wales, I'd say. Mm. Um, but yeah, oh, he also has a little bit of strength to go with that. You know, like he can get the five hundred. Um, and again, you know, just with uh, with racing and and fitness, um, I'd like to hope he, he can only get better. And you purchased this greyhound on behalf of of a syndicate uh, from the Barnes Kennel, and I think it'd be fair to say they're pretty happy with what they've done so far. Yeah, Jason Carroza and his brothers have been good supporters of ours, and um, yeah, they're over the moon. Um, Jason Jason contacted me and said, "What do you think of, of this dog?" And I said, "Yeah, I really like him. Get him." And um, and that was that. That's what happened. Yeah. Now, you've got uh, there's so many riches going on in greyhound racing around Australia at the moment. Um, I guess have you sat down since Friday night and worked out a plan with this dog where you're going to go to next, or what the short to medium range uh, plans are? Yeah, um, we're going to have a go. That uh, I'm going to take him down to Gosford this week and give him a give him a look down there. The Gosford Gold Cups on on Boxing Day. 
right. uh, the heats are on, so we'll take him take him down there and give him a give him a bit of a look. Um, Has he been there before? See how we go. No, he's never been there before. Okay. Um, but we'll we'll take him down there this week and give him a look and uh, get him ready for that. You think that track would suit him? Yeah, it's a real front runner speed track. So if he gets out and goes and does his thing, uh, you'd have to want to be something pretty serious get behind him to run him down. Mm. Now, it was a big night for you there because um, you also got the chocolates with uh, Sandstorm Rico over the middle distance, uh, one of those series races there. He's absolutely airborne at the moment. Um, he ran 31.36, which is not far outside of that record there. And Nangar Rocket got clear of the, of the pack early enough to run him down but couldn't do so, falling short by length. Yeah, he's uh, he's just in superb form. Um, I, he just he's just gone to another level the last six weeks, two months. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the combination of uh, confidence and getting out and on the bunny and um, and being conditioned for the six hundred races as well. Um, he's a, he's another dog. Like oh, I've been searching high and low for a, a really nice race um, to find. To get him in, because right. he's just the way he's going at the moment. Like he'd be competitive against against anything, I think. Well, he ran well behind um, Father Rick at Dapto, um, you know, in the heat and final there. The other thing with him is, is he's three and a half, so he's getting on in years. So I, I guess, uh, you know, that clock is is ticking away. But uh, he's in terrific form. Look, I'd have to say he's in career best form. I know he's three and a half. Um, when he when he got to us, he he had a few a few niggles that were uh, chronic, I'd say, um, right. and we just would work on him and work on him and work on him, and um, like he's sound as a bell now. Um, and as I said, he's full of confidence, and uh, yeah, like it's he, he's just uh, he's just going awesome. So you haven't got any big plans for him? You're just going to pick and choose as they come along? Uh there's a. There's a race on at Albion Park, I think might be the day after Boxing Day. Uh, there's a, a heat and final. That's right. Um, I'm not sure of the, the name of the race, but um, we'll, uh, we'll probably give him one more run down here and um, might, might head up there for that one. Because he's, he's, Al- he's been up to Albion Park and he, he I've has. got no doubt in the world that he's going better than what he was when he went up there the first time. For sure and certain. Now, is there any chance that Nangar Jim could make his way up for uh, that carnival as well? Um, it's unlikely. Unlikely. Okay. Well, as I said uh, earlier, and you said uh, the same thing, you've got plenty of races to pick from with him going forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there's, you know, age-restricted races. Um, he's, he's very good on, on the one turns. Um, yeah, it's just a, just a matter of, uh, mapping out a program for him. And, uh, your kennel hand's been very short, uh, very shy in this particular interview, but uh, I know I know she gets a lot of joy out of these dogs winning, don't you, Cat? Oh, absolutely. They um, I've been in the dogs my whole life, and you know we've worked very hard to build up the team that we've got at the moment, and um, to see them going so well, it's just a, a real kick. And we also had little Belmont Bullet come out and run a personal best at the Gardens on Saturday night, so. I get an extra kick out of him because he's my special little guy. So he's heading towards the Gosford Cup as well. So hopefully an exciting few weeks coming up. Must be some fast food you're giving those dogs here at Beaumont Kennels. 
Yeah, well, they are. They get fed human grade meat, so they're uh, they are on the good stuff. So they need to uh, need to keep going to uh, to pay the feed bill because it's quite substantial. <laughs> now, Joe, before we let you go, I saw the post race interview the other night, and you said something about being lost for words. But you weren't lost for words, mate. You kept talking and talking and talking. <laughs> it was terrific to see. It's um, until it's, until you experience it, and you guys would be used to it. Yeah. Um, when somebody's got a camera three inches from your face, it's uh, it's it's really off putting. <laughs> um, yeah. But Look yeah. at his, and, and I get it because you know you, I've seen it down through the years, and you know, fortunately, I've been part of that kind of thing myself. But it's it's just like. Wow, I've just won this race in this particular instance, um, the the Maitland Cup, and you're thinking, what can I say? Um, but that's when the best vision is around when people that they say exactly how they feel. Yeah, and that that sort of I, I watched it myself, and the re, you can tell, like I, I try and be respectful for everyone, and um, and not try and say anything stupid, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, you know when. Um, I guess the emotions get the best of you, um, especially with all the dedication and hard work and, yeah, you know, the, the weddings and, and functions and birthdays and things that you sacrifice that people don't, you know, know about or, you know, they don't, don't know how all the work that's gone into to get to where you've gotten to. Um, yeah, I guess, guess it just comes out in, that, uh, in those moments straight after. That's right. Well, he's only in October 21 whelping. As we said, you've already had a lot of fun, second at Goulburn and then winning the, the Maitland Cup. But uh, rest assured, I think we're going to see Nangar Jim feature in a lot of the, the major races around not only New South Wales but Australia in the coming 12 months. So you've done a terrific job with him, the kennel, both yourself and Kat. Congratulations on that win. And hopefully we're talking to you again soon, Joe. Thanks, Daph. I really appreciate it. There he is, the one and only Joe McFadden, Kat. Um... Anything to add? No, I think he, he summed it up pretty well. It's, uh, yeah, just uh, thanks to everyone that's reached out and contacted us over the last uh, three or four days. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a definitely a pinch ourselves moment to, to win our biggest race. So very excited and, yeah, hopefully Jimbo can keep going. Jimbo can keep going. Don't worry about that. Okay, uh, we're going to take a short break. And after the break, we're going to catch up with Anthony as a party who puts the polish on past the buck, which, of course, is the tab slot holder in the Phoenix on Saturday night. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing. Victor Tara off the inside away well. Past the Buck is last early with Broadside. Victor Tara leads from Raichu. Now past the Buck rallies up to second outside the leader. Looks like Magic then Broadside following uh, past the Buck into the race and three away to Abysmal, the tail end of the field. Victor Tara leads around the home turn from past the Buck who now goes straight on by. Knuckles down and past the Buck wins well and comfortably. Past the Buck by four lengths Victor Tara. Broadside third. Then came Raichu. Further back looks like Magic. And absolutely Brilliant win by Pass the Buck at Bendigo on December 1st. That was his first run back in around six or eight weeks, and uh, he now heads towards the Phoenix, of course, representing Tab this Saturday night. And we're now joined by his trainer, Anthony Azapati, for a chat about how he's going. Good morning to you, Anth. Good morning, Cap. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. First and foremost, uh, I understand the boy had a trial at the Meadows last night. How did he go? Yeah, no, he went really nice. Um... He, um, he began really well. I had another dog with him, and he rolled up pretty well. So, no, his trial really stacked up really nice yesterday. 
And Anthony, did he do the full circuit or did you just slip him part of the way? No, no, he just done a, a um, long box to box, about a 450 metres. That's all he's had there. He, um, his form heading into the series, uh, I, I guess, is a little bit on the lightly race side, given that he's had so much time off for those at home. Just uh, explain to us uh, what's been going on with him, because, of course, he went through the Great Chase series and, and won a miss in the final there. So it has been quite the road to get him back to where he is now, but um, one that's been planned more than rushed. Yeah, look, like you said, he went a miss in the final there. Um, I just... Uh, I went to Des Vegan and he found he had a tear in his um, in his shoulder, the ligament off the bone, and he gave, he gave him two weeks. I gave him four just to make sure, and yeah, we started uh, working slowly. I, I was doing a lot of swimming with him and a lot of walking on the walking machine. Um, not what I initially do with um, normal dogs like in work, but with him because he had that injury, I couldn't do too much with him, but. It kept him reasonably fit, and um, yeah, and I started giving his hand slips, and he, he stayed together, thank God. So yeah, no, he's right to go. And Anthony, true greyhound followers, or, or those who follow the form closely, would know this dog on his Victorian form. He's he's run some very very fast times. He ran twenty seven seventy seven at uh, Bendigo over the five hundred. Then he ran in that heat of the Great Chase at the Meadows twenty nine sixty seven, but the five oh two early. Uh, caught most people's attention. He had no luck in the final. Explicit won that. Another up-and-coming youngster there. He was injured, so he spent that uh, nine or ten weeks on the sidelines. Um, that's a, a horrendous injury. You've done a really good job to get him back. Oh, mate, we, we, we never let up. Every day we had to do something with the physio. Um, look, yeah, we did a lot of work with it, and um, not just me, my team as well. And, um, yeah, we just had our fingers crossed, but yeah, it seems it's, it's gone away now. So, yeah, like a lot of work has been done on that shoulder. Duff just mentioned he's 502 at the Meadows in that heat, but before he went a miss in the final, he went 497 to the first mark, and I know he missed it in his first start back from a spell, but just that blinding speed he's got, um, if he can show that, he's going to be up there. You would think leading them on Saturday night, and that's what he's got to do, really, to, to be in with a chance. Um, but how the dog's feeling within himself. Uh, you're pretty confident that he's got what it takes to, to match up motors with them, uh, some of the best dogs in Australia? 100%. On Thursday, his first run back to the Meadows since he got hurt, he ran 5.04, which was the best of the day. I think um, um, Big Energy ran 5.09. Um, well, she's fast, ran 5.12. So it shows you he's still got it early and he's gone 17.7 up the back for his first run back. So, no, I'm pretty confident he's back where he left off. And, um, look, we, yeah, I just, if he can hit the lids, he's going to be right in the race, that's for sure. The box draw is quite interesting, Anthony, given that he's got Hector Fawley, who won't be anywhere near him in the first 10 or so metres, you would think. There's a bit of pace there, uh, Postman Pat, even Alpha Zulu Scalacci, but it's out wide, so he's, he should be able to, to drive through on that first turn, and it's so important to be in front around that first turn at the Meadows. Oh, 100%, mate. Um, that's why I put another dog with him yesterday, just to take him on early and to see what he does for himself, and he stuck to the rail, which was great to see, because um, he does like to drift off a little bit, but that's he only drifts off when he's alone. There's nothing on the outside. He likes to use 
around about box two and three. Um, we picked the red really to, to try to hold them out and trying to get around them, you know, if we can, yeah. you know. So that's the reason behind getting box one. And the Pulios have had so many good da- dogs down through the ages. They must be very, very happy with the way this dog's going. Oh, yeah, it's, they're very, very happy. Um, since we started pre-trading him and he was really ruling off for really fast times and they, they were pretty excited a long time ago about this fella. It could be a massive night on Saturday night, of course, representing Tab. And uh, it's been a big punt with them taking on such a, an up-and-comer. Of course, we saw Wow She's Fast do the same thing, though, two years ago. So hopefully this boy can deliver on Saturday night. And I'm tipping it'll be one heck of a party. The Tab boys know how to party. And yourself and Darren and uh, the family, no doubt, know how to party as well, uh, Anthony. So it could be a massive one on Saturday if this boy can get up. Yes, let's hope so. It can uh, give us the result we want. Um, yeah, really... You know, the, the tab really deserves it, and um, they really, like you said, stick their, their neck out in the line to get this fella, and um, let's hope we can get a result what they're looking for. Were you a bit surprised at the approach uh, from tab? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was a little bit. Um, being off the scene and that, I never really thought, you know, that would have been in their mind, but because his early pace, I suppose, it, it sort of mm. intrigued them, and yeah, and we worked on from there, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's certainly a good get. Uh, it's a terrific final, actually. The Phoenix, realistically, any one of the eight could win. They've all uh, got their form in that. But you've come up with the box, and he's been well-backed. He's favourite now, $5 into $4.20. So, um, you know, he's only young. He's only had the 10 starts, as I said. His future's ahead of him, Anthony, but he can put his names in the annals, uh, his name in the annals on Saturday night with that $1 million first prize. Yeah, look, he's he's certainly got the ability, which we'll find out what he's made of on Saturday night, I suppose. It's just the unknown at the moment. But, yeah, look, it's a great race, and um, let's see what happens. Looking forward to see what happens. Well, naturally enough, all the best from from us and the team at TAB. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you decked out in in your green cap, etc., on Saturday night. Hopefully uh, we see you on the dais uh, collecting that $1 million check. It's a great story. It'll be even a bigger story if Pastor Buck can win on Saturday night. So uh, good luck to you and uh, the team, the Pulio team, and hopefully we're chatting to you again soon. Thank you. There he is, Anthony, as a party, Pastor Buck. Uh, He's going to be hard to beat, Cat. Yeah, definitely. When they were doing the box draw on Sky Racing 2 on Sunday morning and he was the first marble out, um, I was out at breakfast and gave a little bit of a cheer at the table where we were because, uh, yeah. yeah, it's such an advantage to, to get the box that you want in these type of races. Um, you know, a young dog, it might have been a little bit difficult for him if he had to come from the middle or out wide. So, um, yeah, he's definitely got everything in his favour going into Saturday night. And just on Saturday night, you'll be there, um, Sky Racing Active, um, Sky Channel coverage, etc.? Yep, definitely will be. There'll be a cast of thousands down there with me. We've got myself, Dan Hardy, Don Harley and Ethan Christians going to join in and do a little bit of form as well. So really looking forward to having the team down there on Saturday. And before we get to Saturday night, we've got the Hobart 1000 on Thursday night. I understand you'll be there. After a short break, we're going to catch up with Dave Gill, who puts the polish on Starline Express. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Ready and racing, rousing about out only fairly off the inside. Wide 90-mile Queen Step. Well, Starline Express is going to go straight to the front, though. Power band out deeper. They were followed by Zella Bale, and further back came Arwed Tight, and then Phantom Phoenix, and getting well out of its ground now, browsing a 
about coming up to the home turn where Starline Express is two or three in front. Power Band runs on, then Zella Bale. Halfway down the straight at Starline Express in front and Starline Express scores. Second goes to Power Band. Third placing over on the inside, Zella Bale, followed by 90 Mile Queen. And then came Phantom Phoenix. Well, we've just spoken about one of the new races on the calendar, the Phoenix, and now switching our attention to the oldest race on the Greyhound Racing calendar here in Australia, which is the Group 1 Hobart 1000. It will be run this Thursday night, and Starline Express looks one of the leading chances, of course. He is a New South Wales dog, formerly trained on the Northern Rivers by Reg Gardol, and now down in the care of Dave Gill in Melbourne, and we're joined by Dave to have a chat about this boy. Good morning to you, Dave. Yeah, good morning, Kat. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. You must have been wrapped with how this fella tri- uh, ran in the heat the other night, 25.78. You'd think that there would be a little bit more improvement to come from him as well heading into the final. Yes, uh, we're pretty confident there will be. It, he's taken a little bit to come to hand. Um, and also, you know, we had a couple of issues that sort of put us back through the Melbourne Cup series and the Melbourne Cup prelude. And we've just been waiting. We know at some point, you know, we know how good he, how good he is. And um, we knew at some point he'll come good. And that was certainly uh, encouraging for us. Uh, he can begin better than that. So we're expecting him to, to at least jump better. I was going to ask about that, Dave, because um, his form on the Northern Rivers Casino and, and Grafton, that was, uh, and even when he snuck over the border occasionally to Albion Park, that was his big, big asset, his early pace. There's not too many dogs could lead him in that is, uh, district down there, but he just hadn't been, he hadn't been 100%, had he, throughout uh, that Melbourne Cup series, as you mentioned? No, you're right, Jared. He, um, he even going right back, the, the guys, uh, you know, the trainer and the owner, um, you know, he had said that he had a virus at the launching pad series, a bit of a virus. And he sort of, when you look at his form, he's never really done a hell of a lot since April. And uh, he's run, had a couple of wins at Grafton, I think it was. But, yeah, he sort of uh, just hasn't been the same dog he was uh, pre, pre-launching pad. Mm. And... Um, so, and it is a lot harder here too, obviously, the depth and that, and it was going to be hard. And then he, by the time we got the Melbourne Cup, you know, he sort of wasn't really going to be at his best. And, um, and and also settling into a new kennel. Uh, most dogs, I've found, most of our dogs, and talking other training, most dogs do take uh, around the three weeks anyway to, to settle into a new kennel. And, yeah. Um, if you're lucky, you get one that'll just go bang and go right and start. But generally, we just find they take three weeks. And, and but at Hobart, I, I was wrapped. You know, I just thought, well, he's not far off and uh, getting close to just ready to really go. He has shown glimpses though, since he's been down with you. Four starts back, he went four ninety two to the first peg at Sandown Park, which is absolutely airborne. And um, as you say, he just missed it slightly in his heat at Hobart. Um, that's the one asset that he does have, though, Dave, is that I would go as far as saying he'd be one of the quickest dogs in Australia for the first two sections. He just struggles to run out that strong 500, but that's where a series like Hobart's really going to be perfect for him if he can nail it this week. Yeah, that's right, Cat. He's, um, you know, box two's not ideal. The, the owner knows a lot more about him than I do. and I've watched a number of his videos, but he, he, we did one, six, seven or eight. Because um, he, you know, he does like to come down off the outside and and, and cross over dogs, 
Um, and then surprisingly, he had never won out of box one or two, which is uh, when someone pointed it out that he hadn't won out of one or two. And I thought, gee, he, he might like, you know, it's not the same as having dogs coming across you. Um, so we're just hoping. But he did, as you say, yeah, you know, when he had the red at stand down in, in 492. So we're just hoping that he can lead clearly off the two. And, um, you know, but there is, it's a very strong and powerful field. Um, some, you know, we've got attitude, Cracker Jack Bull and Cracker Jack the Rat. Sort of been, you know, the two Cracker Jack dogs, they uh, run home very hard. So we're going to need a break, I admit that. You know, we are going to need at least three lengths on the home corner if we lead. So, um, but he's very close, this dog. Uh, so just, you know, going to be a real nice uh, group two sort of dog uh, for us. Uh, we're hoping he'll put in a beauty Thursday. You're right. I think we, we all know that he would probably want the outside, but he's probably going to get room early, Dave, because Cracker Jack Bull, not the best of beginners on his outside. And uh, the other one that can show pace is, is the local hope, Rojo Diamond, who ran a pretty similar first split, obviously ran quicker overall, 25.58, got the, uh, the pink box. So it's a deep race, but with Cracker Jack Bull on his outside, might ride shotgun for him early. Yes, that's how we look at it. Um, Jared, like he's he's normally no, a bit tardy early, Cracker Jack Bull. So I'm, I'm, our mm. thinking is, yeah, we're going to get a good run. We've got attitude, can get out, but probably not as uh, you know quick, consistently early. So, but then again, if he gets a sit as well, you know, it's going to be coming at him. But with Cracker Jack, the two Cracker Jack dogs drawn on the outside, I, I would think that he. Uh, Starline Express sure should be able to lead. I'd be surprised, you know, if something leads him. Even though real great on Tazzy dog, Rojo Diamond, even though as good as he is, um, I'll still be surprised if our bloke gets led. Mm. Uh, but it is certainly going to come down to that last 50 metres or 40, 50 metres. Well, it's Did a we... deep race. It's a deep race, isn't it, Cat? Yeah, he really puts me in um, in mind of another dog that you had a couple of years ago. Dave, I don't know what your opinion is. Ferdinand Boy, just a very similar dog um, in his racing style. And I think um, moving forward beyond Hobart, he's going to be that type of dog that's just absolutely going to carve up the, the Group 2 one-turn races down there in Melbourne. Yeah, well, that's what we've quietly sort of referred him, uh, compared him to as our good old champ, you know. Ferdinand Boy, uh, very similar dog. As you say, Starline Express, one of the quickest dogs in Australia in his first two sections. And Ferdinand Boy was was the quickest. Um, you know, he just uh, were four group, four group, two races and a host of other uh, big race finals. And and they are similar, though. Geez, they, um, I would think if Ferdinand Boy stepped, he would be about a neck about a neck quicker to the first mark. But then the second split, he might be a length quicker. Uh, but that's not nothing against Starline Express, is it? You know, because uh, Ferdinand Boy just, he, he could burn off the best of the best. He could just burn them off. Um, any box, any field. And, um, you know, this guy, look, we are hoping, we're quite confident that this guy come. January, February, we might uh, he might pick up. I'd like to think, geez, with his early speed, 
um, he, he'll win a group a group two, or maybe two group twos. You know, he certainly looks like he's got that extraordinary early pace. Well. He's in the right kennel for that. You've always got a good one, Dave, and, and you've got one at the moment. You can have a few, I think, a few wins with this dog, but particularly on uh, Thursday night if he can fly the boxes at the start. A lot of history in this race, which I'm sure you're aware of. The first uh, Group 1 Greyhound race in Australia, uh, the Hobart Thousand still going strong, and they've got a terrific field, and you're in there with a really good chance, Starline Express, on Thursday night. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Yeah, it is great to be in it. Um, you know, you spend a lot of money and time flying them over and, and uh, trying to get it all right, all comes together. And uh, But I'm glad we're in it because, uh, yeah, we're fortunate to win it with our champ, Fernando Mick, last year. That's and, right. Um, you know, we've got a big chance again this year. So, oh, it'd be, would it, it'd be asking a bit too much, would it? <laughs> No, no, not at all. You know, I just hope that's not going to be against us. You just can't win back-to-back. Hobart thousands just too hard. No, no reason at all why he can't win. Uh, as I said, we're looking forward to Thursday night and also his campaigning, Victoria, under your care. Good luck to you and the team on Thursday night and no doubt we'll be talking to you again very, very shortly. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Cat. Dave Gill, he's always got one that can run Cat. For as long yeah, as I can remember. Yeah, it's, uh, I think the last sort of eight, nine, ten years, it's uh, it's hard to find a time where he doesn't have a good one. It's probably been one of his quieter years, though, on the track this year for Dave and Rose. Um, but they might end it on a, a very nice note, Daff. They might well do. Before we uh, end up the program, uh, your thoughts on the Phoenix? Yeah, I think uh, the boxes one, two, three, I, I definitely think hold the aces. I really love Hector Foley's draw. I think uh, if mm. Pastor Buck can lead, he might just get a beautiful run. I'm also petrified of number three, Alpha Zulu. I just think uh, Team Thompson know how to get him firing on these big nights. I think he needed to be drawn close to the fence. Things didn't go his way at Sandown during the, the Melbourne Cup Carnival, and he's just had a couple of weeks off now to freshen up. I think he could be absolutely potent on Saturday night. So, yeah, they're the three I'm definitely the most worried about. Okay, well, I've got the green cap on. I've got to stick with past the buck, but uh, very, very healthy respect for Hector Fawley. If he gets a crack at them at all, he's going to be mighty hard to hold out. But what a terrific race it is. Eight winning chances. The Phoenix looking forward uh, to your coverage on Sky Racing Active and also Sky Channel on Saturday night with that cast of thousands, as you mentioned. And looking forward to your wrap-up of, uh, of that meeting and everything else that's on next Tuesday. So thanks for your time this morning, Kat. And that's a wrap from Going Greyhounds.